0: Welcome to my podcast. Today we're going to be talking about overcoming fear. Bees and dogs sense fear. I remember that statement from the little boy Ray sitting in the back seat of the car on the movie Jerry Maguire. If you've seen that movie, you you will remember what I'm talking about, the little boy who had all of this great intelligence that he was always dropping on Jerry. So how is it, how is it that fear exists in our life? And how is it that we become so afraid? Why is fear what it is? And we're going to be moving into that. We're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about healthiness of fear, the value of fear. Biggest thing that I want to do is I want to bring it back into how we can actually overcome fear. Uh, most of the fear that we have in our life. Now I realize there's a certain psychological things that are going on. I also know there's uh, certain life or death things that are going on with fear, and that's not what we're going to be talking about today. We'll share more into, get more into overcoming more of the type of fear that is holding us back. And so let's get into this. Um, Fear, first of all, let's, let's get the definition of fear out of the way. Fear is a feeling induced by perceived danger or threat that occurs in certain types of organisms, Mm, you know, almost all organisms. And it causes a change in the metabolic and organ functions and ultimately a change in behavior, such as fleeing, hiding, or freezing from some certain perceived traumatic event. Fear in human beings may occur in response to a certain stimuli occurring in the present or in anticipation, and this is a key part here, anticipation or expectation of a future threat uh, perceived as a risk to our body or to our life. Now, the fear response arises from the perception of danger leading to confrontation with or escape from avoiding the threat. So, it's also known as fight or flight, uh, which in extreme cases of fear like horror and terror can be a freeze response or an actual paralysis. Now, that's the d- nitty gritty terminology of fear. What I want to do is, I want to talk about how this fear becomes you know, this is something that is hardwired in our brain, and it is for good reason. Um, neuroscientists have been studying fear for many, many years, and they've identified that we have networks that run through our limbic system all the way into our prefrontal cortex and these networks are electrically or chemically stimulated they can produce fear in the absence of a fearful stimulus and so one of the things that we have to realize first of all I want you to understand is that you're not alone if you're feeling fear it's neither abnormal nor a sign of weakness but the capacity to be afraid is part of a really a normal brain function if you if you don't have if you if, if you're if you say first of all you're in denial if you say you don't fear anything, uh, I feel like um, in fact in the studies that I've read about fear, one thing that I found to be true in most people is those people who lack fear probably have some sort of serious brain damage, and I don't mean that in a joking manner in a very serious manner. Let's 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 talk about how fear actually comes in and and what it can do so fear fear is like an inherently unpleasant experience that can range from something mild as we were talking about to something highly paralyzing as well so when when you go to the doctor's office and you have a checkup or you have something done because you're worried about a medical condition waiting for that bad news can create some fear or if those of you who are around will remember nine eleven. Uh, you certainly know that a deadly terrorist attack like that created a shockingly amount of fear um, in people around the world. So horrify, horrifying events can leave a permanent mark on your, your brain and in, in the brain circuitry, which may require some sort of like professional help. And in those cases, I would encourage you to get professional help. But when we're talking about the free floating anxiety that happens with more lower intensity type of uh, fear, um, like um, constant worry or daily things that are happening and insecurities that we're going through, these things can quietly take a toll on us, both mentally and physically. And a lot of times they're very difficult to overcome. I work with people uh, my age and, and older, you know, 60s, 70s, and, and, and not so much beyond that, but because of the type of work that I do, and I'm here to tell you today that there are a lot of us that have been gripped by fear, and it has been controlling uh, their lives, and, you know, if, if your fears are far beyond what we are discussing here today, then I suggest you get met, uh, professional help, but let's talk about um fear as not an um, uh, f- fear fear is, is is you know it's not necessarily as, as we may think. I mean fear isn't always something that's just come upon us and we've got to overcome. Fear can be instinctual uh, Fear can be taught uh, fear can be learned, and to give you an example, like pain causes fear instinctively. Because of its implications for survival, other fears are learned. We might learn to be afraid of certain people. I grew up being you know in in a very secluded area of western Kansas, and we had the the diversity of people was nothing it was It was purely white people and um an occasional african American family that lived near or nearby but so I lived in an area that did not have, um, you know, what we learned to be afraid of, like certain people, places, or situations um, connotated or began or conjure up negative associations. And those associations in our mind can then be linked to the emotions that we feel in our day, in our present lives. So for example, I also had an incident happen where my best friend Curtis drowned when I was uh, 13, 14 years old. Um, it was the summer between eighth uh, and ninth grade. And it was at the public pool. It was a very, very horrifying experience for me. And I, I nearly drowned myself in an attempt to help save him. and. This caused uh, a great deal of fear inside of me in order in, uh, to be even near or around water. And I've caught myself from time to time having still some of that fear, even though I've gone on and done, uh, learned to swim very well and, and actually competed as a triathlete, a triathlete, which part of that, the, the, the three races, is of course swimming. And I, I did experience a lot of fear as I was developing out my triathlon. Uh, short-lived triathlon career, uh, and a lot of it had to do with that experience that I had um, at at that younger age and losing a person very close to me in the water. But there are other fears that are taught, um, such as cultural things, and they can often dictate whether or not we conjure up or develop fear. So think, for example, about how certain social groups are feared and and actually persecuted because of the society that we live in today, and these are created um, have created impressions of in, in our in, you know uh, fear that have created um, massive impressions that are highly dangerous to certain groups, but can be dangerous to you as you delve into the understanding and the knowledge about fear fear is 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 part imagined and it can arise in the absence of something scary. In fact, um, it's be, because our brains are so efficient and so good at what we do, we begin to fear a range of a, a bunch of different things and things that we have been, you know, conditioned to be fearful, uh, maybe uh, in the present or things in the future, anticip- anticipatory anxiety that we could have based on something in the future. We get scared because of what we imagine might happen. These neuroscientists claim that humans are the most fearful creatures on the planet because of our ability to learn, think, create, and we can do that and create and conjure up, I say, in our mind these certain things. But this low-grade objectless fear can turn into a chronic anxiety about nothing really uh, specific and really can become debilitating. Again, I work with a lot of people every day and uh, I myself can sense fear in other people and it's quite apparent in some that it is in, in some and then in others it might be a bit more subtle. But the more scared you feel, the scarier things will seem. So through a process called um, working through your fears, um, you can actually be, you have to be, be careful because as you work through your fears, sometimes you can amplify those fears. And what we want to do is we want to look at, um, how fear actually dictates our lives and, and, and then get to the bottom of how we can actually bust through these fears. But if we think about the actions that fear motivates, um, it falls into a handful of types. You know, there's freeze. There's the, the four S. There's freeze, flight, uh, fight, and fright. And freeze means you stop what you're doing and focus on the f- fearful stimulus, so that you decide what to do next. Um, and this may happen in a in a regular, normal way, such as let's say a company is, is laying off employees, and you have to decide what you're going to do. You decide whether or not you're going to deal with the threat directly, um, or, or you know, and why you shouldn't be laid off, which is a typical fight that you would ex- experience. Or maybe you're going to just work around it, you know, and you're going to start looking for another job and get the heck out of there, and that's flight. So when we when the fear is overwhelming, you experience fright. You neither flight nor flee, in fact, you do nothing. Well, you obsess about the layoff, you, you you complain about it, you ruminate about it, and you take no action. Being continuously in the fright mode, that can lead then us down a path of hopelessness and depression. Now, having said all of that, um, we're going to take a brief break, and I'm going to come right back, and we're going to have a discussion about how to actually work through and bust through uh, the the fear itself. Okay, we're back. We've been talking about fear. And now we're going to be breaking into some ways that you can actually bust through fears. Uh, Whatever it is that scares you, here are a few ways to help you cope with it and help you with your day-to-day fears and anxieties. These are only a few methods. Uh, Believe me, there are a lot more ways to do this, but this is something that I have done, that I work with continuously, and it really works for me. Um, First of all, begin to meditate and and pray. Uh, Important thing when you're feeling anxiety, when you're feeling a fear about something, or you anticipate you're going to be fearing about something, I would encourage you to meditate and pray. Um, Distract yourself from the worry for even just a brief period of time. I do short meditations from time to time, two minutes, five minutes. Um, I like to go longer many times so I can get into a deeper meditation, but sometimes it's just a couple of minutes. Sometimes it's just getting out and taking a walk around the block or sipping on some tea or taking a nice long uh, drink of water. Or you know, just closing your eyes for a brief moment to gather yourself. So overcoming fear can happen just through that process alone. Breathing techniques. If you start to get notice of faster heartbeat, sweating palms, the best thing to do really is to not fight that, lean into it and breathe, start taking deep breaths. And you know, some people allow fear to just overwhelm them so much that it turns into panic. We got to learn to lean into it, so that we don't turn into panic. Uh, because panic, uh, without trying to distract ourselves, is not a good thing. You might even try placing your palm on your uh, on your stomach, and slightly and you know generously um, holding it there, and breathing slowly and deeply, and gathering your thoughts. And the goal is to help the mind get used to coping with that anxiety, that feeling, or the potential of panic. And that's what starts to begin to help you understand that that fear is just fear itself. Some other things that I would encourage you to do about getting to the bottom of your fears is I want you to think about this. I am going to go through this process. Don't get too discouraged about this as we do it. But try imagining the worst thing possible can happen. So let's say that the fear that you have You just go down this entire path and you say, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna panic myself right into having a heart attack. And then I want you to try thinking um, to yourself about actually having that heart attack. And it's really difficult. I'm I'm sure it's impossible to actually think yourself into a, a heart attack. The fear will run away from you the more you chase it. So it helps to challenge your fearful thoughts. If you're scared of getting trapped in in a sinkhole somewhere and suffocating, ask yourself if you've ever heard of this happening to someone. If so, who, when, when did that happen? And what are the chances of that happening? Ask yourself what you would say to a friend who possibly is, is going through a similar fear that you're having. How would you communicate this? Begin to be thinking about that process and many times we start to realize how silly some of the fears we have actually are. The other thing I want you to do is I want you to confess everything to yourself. You owe it to yourself to confess everything, to acknowledge what it is that you're fearful about and write it down, write down the negative things that you can, everything you can possibly think of about it that that fear and how it makes you feel. Be very detailed. Attempting, attempt to cover everything on this. Once you have it all out, then I want you to forgive yourself. Very important. This allows you to, to release and to let it go. And the next time you recognize that fear, try and identify the emotion that you're actually feeling. And let's say you're standing in line and you just get so, so uh, impatient and and you start getting you start thinking things you start wanting to say things to people maybe somebody's um lollygagging and suddenly you get into this emotional state lean into that and think about why am i feeling this way why am i stuck in this emotion and where am i harboring this how am i harboring this and where is it coming from and this begins to help us understand All levels of fear that we're going through. Life is full of stresses, yet many of us feel that our lives must be perfect. And so bad days and setbacks, we're going to have them. And it's important to remember that life is messy. Fear of failure will hold you back so much on this standpoint of perfection. And so the key is with a lot of people that I'm working with, are in in fear that they're not good enough they can't do well enough they they don't know how to present they don't know how to talk to to somebody they don't know how to go after the best possible customer and so they have fear of failure and it's holding them back and 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 it's it's holding them back from the standpoint of perfection i want you to do this take this exercise and take a moment to close your eyes and imagine a place obviously if you're driving listening to this please don't do that Play, uh, imagine yourself in a place of calm, in a place of safe haven, a place. Maybe it's a beautiful beach that you're walking on. I used to do this a lot. My visualization. Living in Minneapolis, Minnesota, cold winter day. <laughs> I want. I would visualize myself just walking on the beach, or maybe you can see yourself snuggled up in your bed, or some happy memory that you had from childhood, and let that positive feeling. Soothe you until you feel more relaxed. And this is taking the extreme of how uh, the the situation that you're going through, the situation that you're living through the fear, and turning it into an actual positive feeling. Thinking about uh, something positive that's going on because you just start supplementing that negative feeling for something positive. It starts to take your mind off of it and it helps you start overcoming the fear. Now, um, think about perhaps, for example, let's let's say there's a new customer that you're trying to to get to, and you're, you're just dreading contacting this person or having lunch with this person or even making the phone call to them. And you know, though, that how fearful that is, but you focused on, if we focus not on that fear, but we focus on actually attaining them as a new customer and you know that this person is an actual A plus referrer and if you wind up with them as a customer, you could wind up gaining dozens upon dozens upon dozens of customers or accounts from just this one person. Now, how does that make you feel? And be thinking about that and embrace it and ask yourself, are you happy? Are you confident? Are you satisfied? What emotion do you feel now? So you've taken that You've gotten down to that whole negative feeling, disgusting, terrible, negative feeling that you feel about your anxiety of contacting that person. You supplement it with how you feel, and you go back and forth. You pedal back and forth on this. You could feel the negative. How does that feel? Do I like it? Why don't I like it? Where's it coming from? Why am I going through this? And then supplement it with the positive. I am... I'm, I'm, I am a really good at what i do i'm really my product is amazing my service my services are spectacular and so you start thinking about that and you start sharing that in inside your own mind and then you can start moving into those spheres and you'd be surprised at how how easier it's going to be for you to overcome those particular field fears And at MLO, we use this process uh, um, on overcoming fear. We use the process of of research, design, message, act, engage, and grow. And when we're looking at, you know, research, you have to know what the fear is, actually. You have to know where your fear is coming from. You've got to spend time meditating, journaling, feeling the fears in your life, determining where is it coming from. And then designing begins to be consider how you feel if that fear is completely gone. Are you confident? Are you courageous? Are you calm? Are you peaceful? What do you need to do to accomplish this state? That's the design phase. The message stays. phase is when you're creating your mantra. For example, your self-talk begins. I'm a successful business person with 2,000 customers and unlimited prospects. want my products and services. That's a message that you start giving yourself, and as you do that, that'll allow you to take action in a more positive tone. It's not enough to think something will just happen. We have to be productive, and we gotta begin to grow towards overcoming that that fear and fear of what it is itself. Have a potential customer you want to have in in your company, and you have fear of approaching them, then apply Research, design message like we talked about to the fear and begin to identify what it is you need to do to overcome it. This will give you the confidence to charge forward and make it happen. That might be going up to and introducing yourself to someone that you have fear of rejection. And the reality is whatever your fear is, you got to act on it. You got to act on it to overcome it. And then you can engage. Engage is going to allow your mind to engage with your feelings. It's gonna allow you to begin to move in the direction of overcoming that which you fear will no longer be a fear. It might even seem mundane. It might even become boring, and you're gonna to start to wonder why you ever even feared at all about this particular thing. Engage is also the process of communicating back and forth with the person or activity that you fear, and you begin to practice your way through or your way, through, or your way out of making the valued act and of overcoming it as value, all the while you you, you, you know, your courage and confidence is beginning to climb and grow, in which, by the way, is the sixth and final piece of the MLO process is grow. Journal your feelings, your thoughts, overcoming that fear, how does it feel, and seek out other areas of fear to act and engage with. Always remember to involve research, design, and message in everything that you do. Overlooking and forgetting these steps can cause further trips into rejection and paralysis uh, when growing through the process of overcoming fear. So there's a lot more we can discuss on fear, and that's a lot for today, and that's it for now. Um, I just want you to remember this. Confess and forgive yourself. Lean into your fear and the emotions it brings, be prepared to bust through and live a life of fulfillment rather than regret. Apply the MLO process to everything that you're doing and watch yourself grow out of this feeling of fear in so many areas of your life. Please go to mattlevittonline.com, sign up for my free stuff there, and give us your feedback. Like us on our social media sites, and let's grow together.